And now back to your regular programming. You've never heard less productive analysis. Heard nationally, it's the Believe in FCS Football Podcast with Joe DeLeon and Sean Anderson. Welcome back to another episode of the Believe in FCS Football Podcast. I'm Joe DeLeon here with my former teammate, former roommate, Mr. Sean Anderson. Sean, we had a really weird week eight. Some might characterize it as a very wacky day with oh, wacky boy. plays. Oh, um, I know. There's a, there's a lot to talk about, Sean. There's sure. a lot. It's not even, I can't even properly summarize and characterize the things that went have, went down in the FCS world. We already did our FBS recap and we had some crazy stuff to talk about, but the FCS decided to turn on its head and completely flip out in the craziest way possible. And we've got a lot to talk to. We've got safeties. We've got overtimes. We've got a lot to talk about. But, Sean, how are you doing today? Uh, busy day. Weird day. I'm in a weird funk. Same. I think it's al- allergies are hitting or something like that. I'm Good. a little stuffy. Good. Uh, slept weird. Just I'm in a weird it, – it's been a yeah. weird morning – afternoon not like a malaise like i've been productive but it's just is not it has not felt correct yeah it builds character that's you you need you need a day like those to to, to build character all right. All right. All right. <laughs> i'm just kidding now eh, we, weird day it's a weird monday um and i don't want that to take away from what we're going to be recapping on today's show so let's um let's get into that before we do though sean we did a little talking about betting last show uh, you you had a little bit of <laughs> a rough weekend for picks, if that's if that is correct. Sunday one p.m. was a little tough for your boy. Uh-huh. I did hit a I think five or six leg parlay last night oh. uh, for the, the night game, which salvaged my Sunday. Trust me, still not great. Okay, UFC hurt me. I. Oliveira just just met a wall and he's gonna get put down and then there's a new champ and we're looking at this like okay now Volkanovski's getting involved it's all set up all right cool UFC's rigged no problem I lost my money not a big deal but if you want to bet and feel the passion about betting than I do and have a, a complete sweat show at 11:30 p.m. and then you fall asleep before you realize that your bet cashes because Deontay, Deontay Johnson <laughs> surpassed 40 yards. And you thought it was just it was just kicked, and you're just mad at the world. You wake up the next day, say, "Oh, I guess it hit." This is a good day for today. Good start. Go to BetOnline.ag. You'll always find the latest odds, team match info, uh, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. I guess the Lakers are uh, uh, doing poorly this year. I they would stink. start betting against them. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Uh, BetOnline, where the game starts. That's a new way to do a read. Yeah, yeah, there was no there was no saving it. There was, there was no saving that. I'm going to, I think I might isolate that read and send it to Alex and say, hey, I've got a really great example read. It's very engaging. It does a really good job of tying in relevant bets if you want to pass anything along to bet online. Hey, how about you don't do that? How about you don't send that? <laughs> hey, man, we're real people, man. That's all. That's what we're trying yeah, to sell we're the real sponsors. people opposed to what? We're, we're real to people. Mr. Frundles, fake people? <laughs> well, we're not, you know, we're not like corporate 
TV sure. corporate radio. We're I'm we're gonna burp in the middle are. of the read. That's then that's what you're getting with us. <laughs> that's why we need a beer beer company sponsor. Uh, nevertheless, right. John, um, I want to start with the big game here that has set the entire college football landscape into a, a weird spiral. I, I would say a blaze, but in a weird spiral, there, sure. a lot of people have been talking about this. A lot of people have been clowning on Weber state's long snapper who seriously negatively impact the Weber state, Montana state game. Montana state won this game 43 to 38. They were down at one point, but what helped them get back into the game is the four safeties that were the direct result of bad snaps, three of which went over the punter's head. One of them uh, was on the ground and then had to be kicked out of, out of the end zone. This all comes from the hands of Grant Sands, who is the underclassman long snapper at Weber State. Before we get to the long snapper stuff, Sean, first of all, great win for Montana State. Resilience. If you're handed... A layup like this and you're handed, handed a game points. right but if you're handed a game like this you have to finish and that's exactly what montana state did that gets the only positive i can take away from this a lot had a really good game and they did what they needed to do when you're handed a game you close out you win the football game you step on their throat you get out of there i believe one of us picked montana state and one of us didn't i'm not going to brag about who i selected versus who you selected but I just believe that one of us had the correct selection. Well, the irony of it is my pick is incorrect because of uh, a, a guy who decided not to show up. But uh, any other thoughts on Montana State before we go in on the... the they look good. They look good. They look good. And Weber looks good, even though they obviously have a thing or two to clean up. They hung with Montana State, who was playing some pretty good ball on the mm-hmm. offensive side. Okay, you want more from the defense, give up less points. I understand, but Weber played well with the exception of a couple things and Montana state looked really, really sharp. They look like they're starting to find their stride again, super confused about they're just not using Sean chambers and they're not, it was just a Tommy Mellett show. Okay. He looks I'm, good. His, his stat total is his stat total in fat stats. Yes. His is in fat stats. He tried to kick him out, but it's okay. Uh, it's not a big deal. Look, the, you have nine, we'll get to that later. I don't want, I don't want to spoil anything. It was a big day yeah. for the FCS. All right. Yeah, and today's a big day for a big day for Sean, so he can read as many different names as possible. So I tweeted out the clip of the right. one of the clips of the long snapper, Grant Sands, snapping it over his punter's head out but of the back. But he really likes you saying his name over again. What am I? And, but, but like this is the thing that I don't understand. <laughs> and sure, I, I, I'm going to get to that in a second. So he has a really rough performance. I tweeted out like, hey, look, as much as I try to defend my guys as a former long snapper, I can't defend that. I can't defend four safeties. I can't defend launching the ball over your punter's head, having a complete and total meltdown. You can't do that. Your job as a long snapper is to do the same thing on every single pun play. And there is an expectation to be met on every single play. If you have one bad one, that's one thing. But when you consistently and continually do it to the point where you take your game, your team out of the game, you are responsible for the loss. I took responsibility for something as simple as getting a personal foul against Maine that gave up field position. I took responsibility for that, and I got screamed at in a meeting. And I was pissed I got screamed at, but it was justified. And as you know, an adult a couple of years later, I recognized that I was responsible for that mistake. If 
this in this situation was a quarterback that threw four straight pick sixes, we'd be talking about how he had a meltdown and he negatively impacted the game. That's how this works. And what is stupid to me is the Albany long snapper who went out of his way to comment on this, that we have to be better. Like you're a former long snapper. Like, you know, we've all had days like this. If you are a college athlete, you're yeah. opening yourself up to criticism. This isn't a high schooler. You're an adult. If you have a bad performance and you play like crap, you are opening yourself up to criticism. Just sure. Like the, now this Albany long snapper has opened him himself up to me now responding to his stupid comment. Why are we in a situation, Sean, where I'm supposed to coddle somebody when they have a bad performance? Explain well, you're Mr. Specialist. That's what you are. You're Mr. Specialist. Okay. You're 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 Joe HKA. You're you you have the brand. Don't of, don't connect you... me with that brand. Don't <laughs> connect me with that brand. I don't associate with that brand. Okay. Okay. You you are, but you did at one point, and you. I did, and I don't and, any longer. But I'm just saying. People remember you and acknowledge you as Johnny specialist or Joey specialist. Should okay. I say? Okay. Okay. So when a specialist makes an error or two or four, uh, then they're expecting you of all people to not take the cheap shot, which I don't even think your shot was cheap. It's yeah. It wasn't even a cheap shot. There were other people that were like, I'm just trying to explain to you. You didn't even take a cheap shot, but for your role, that there you're expected different things my role differently from you my role is one of the few and like i have obviously high aspirations in my media career but as as one of the few people in the media right now that is a former long snapper i'm supposed to provide commentary on what this means like i'm i'm one of the few people that can provide context of what's happening i'm not going to sit here and defend a kid for having four safeties the kids probably they're going to go out and recruit somebody to replace him. How do you not trust him to do that yeah, again next year? They had practice on Tuesday and they're bringing in the tight ends over to see if they could do it or the linebackers. Yeah. I, I, apparently they also, um, they brought in the tight end to snap after the fourth one from, uh, one of our listeners was at the game mm. and told me that probably and, a good plan. I wouldn't have punted anymore. No, but and here's the craziest part. I want to applaud Montana State's long snapper, because according to Roger Fisher, who who DM'd me, Montana State's long snapper recovered a muffed punt. Let's applaud a kid who had success and not one that had a meltdown. And this is the thing that you have to be the master of your domain in that situation. If you can't handle the pressure, don't play. Don't mm. play college sports. Mm. Don't step onto the field if you can't handle the pressure. And that's my annoyance with the, you know, the comment and the response from you know the the Albany kid who's saying that like I'm basically trying to make me seem like a piece of shit for commenting on this and having context for this is that if you don't want if you're not unwilling to handle any pressure or criticism don't play college sports just like if if I was unwilling to be criticized for me sounding like a dumbass on this microphone and getting uh, I get plenty of negative comments if I was unwilling to take on that criticism I wouldn't do it right but I'm willing to do it sure step up to the occasion be a man Okay, Joey. Joey specialist has spoken. I I can't contribute anything to this because you guys are your own weirdos. You guys are like the pitchers in baseball. You're not going to have a position player going and talking to the pitchers because the pitchers mental freaks. Like they're just they're wired differently. Everybody's different. Closers different. So long snappers, kickers, punters, holders, you're all kind of together. So you you handle them. Okay, you you got them. But there's a reason why 
everyone, like you're saying, calls us weirdos. And inherently, there is a stereotype on rosters that long snappers are are soft. And like, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say I I was soft when I was in college for a lot of things that I that I did. But crap like this, when you expect to be coddled after you, you have a, a this, horrible though. game, right? But to be expected to be coddled by someone who plays the same position as you after a horrible game is so unbelievably soft. Take take it on the chin. And I honestly, I'm the type of person, everyone in their lives is going to encounter something like this. Sit with it. Feel like shit for, for a week. Deal with the, the the fallout of this of probably getting benched. And then you, it's going to make you better as a person. I'm not going to sit here and be soft, be soft just because you're, you know, too afraid to be criticized for playing like shit. I like Joe's method of, of, of getting past a bad game or something like that. Take it out on the pedestrians and other drivers on the road. I could tell, I could tell when Joe had a rough meeting uh, that when, when the, when the pedestrians were, were getting very uh, rudely awakened by his wrath. So yes. that, that, that's a good way to do it because you know, you're in your car. Go ahead. Take, go ahead. Yell. That's when, that's when you're supposed to yell. You can't yell in your house. You can't yell any, at work or anything like that, but get in your car, roll the windows up and just start screaming like Joe. And then, then you'll feel better. Or the other thing that I used to do is I used to play 2k and then have meltdowns in the house doing that. Oh, so I, like I come to 2k melt. I forgot about your 2k. I'd melt. come from a bad practice to playing 2k to screaming in, in the upstairs apartment. How many, how many controllers did you break? In college? Three. Three, three. I broke three. I've never yeah. broken a controller once in my life. Yeah. Yeah. How well, is that possible? Um, I th- well, you had a better outlet to unleash your anger. Uh, I did not. Which was oh, practice playing playing oh, football oh, oh, and yeah, hitting yeah, people yeah, as yeah. an offensive lineman. I guess well, that's I true. Get I guess I guess that is snapping? some I guess that is some therapy. And the one time I got upset, uh, the two times I got upset, I got penalties. So this is, sure. this is my point. All right, let's sure. let's talk about these other games. We're we're done wasting our time with this. It's semantics. Um Sacramento State, Sean, survived in overtime against Montana 31 to 24. This is the interesting tidbit that I got, and credit to Craig Haley, who I pulled this from. Uh, Sacramento State had four turnovers and also a 15-minute time of possession deficit, and they still won the game in overtime. That's legit. That's a, that's a legit team. But I don't know what to make of this. Like, Is this one of those deals where it's like, they're the luckiest team right now. Like, is that what this is? Is that the only way to take that? I, we talked about it either last show or the show before. It's a tough time to get lucky because you want to get lucky now and maybe get some home field advantage, get better seedings for the playoff. Uh, and then that's how we're going to go forward with Sacramento state. But also you, you want a little, bit, a little bit of luck in the playoffs. That's what you want. Uh, who was the goofy purple team that had a had the awesome Hail Mary uh, last year in the playoffs? Was that sick? The, uh, um, the goofy purple uh, team. No, I'm going to let you figure this it one was out. A, it was a Stephen F. Austin. Team. I think it was in the Northeast. I think it was a Northeast team. Goofy purple team. Sacred Holy Heart? Cr- no, 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 no. Not Sacred Heart. It wasn't Holy, Holy Cross. Cross. Holy Cross. Goofy was purple. it Holy yeah, Cross? Yeah, yeah. I think they had oh, a big... against Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 oh. no, no. In the playoffs last year, they had the, the big... Uh, Touchdown to win the game, whatever. That was good luck for them. I don't. I don't remember this. Sure, I did. Obviously, well, I'm bad poorly. At my job. I'm I, hey, we're both said, bad at our jobs. I, don't even. <laughs> let's move forward. All right, you don't want to cash in on all of your luck now. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not considering this luck. I'm considering this uh, unluck for Montana for not being able to close out this game. Uh, four turnovers. You have to win the game. You can't go into overtime if it, with four to- turnovers and with you holding the ball the whole time. 
maybe you're holding the ball because you know Sac State's offense is legit. And maybe you're holding the ball because you know that you don't want their offense in the field and you have more faith in, in your offense. Sure, that's the game plan. You got to score more points then. Mm. You got to score more points then. You got to take advantage of turnovers. It's so simple. It's so simple. If you're going to, if you're going to get, your defense can only do so much. You need your offense to step up. It didn't look like they did. Right. That's been the concern. It's what I talked about is does Montana's offense have that capability where the defense has like a couple missed assignments, a couple bad plays where they give up chunks and plays that set up touchdowns? Is their offense good enough to, make those key plays when they need them. And I think that this kind of proved it. You know, Montana is Iowa North. They're the they're the Iowa of the big sky where they just they, they've got such a good defense. Easy. Such, so many good Easy. players on defense. But there's just their offense. They still score it, 24 points. Back. You have to yeah, it's more than Iowa. Yeah. It's more than Iowa. That's Iowa would have scored eight. <laughs> um now it's disappointing to see that Montana. I mean, Montana is going to rally. They're still probably going to be a playoff team, and they look like a playoff team. It's just a, it's a tough loss for them to suffer a, a game. It is where they could have won four turnovers. You have to take advantage of that, and your offense clearly couldn't do that. Yeah, I um, that. yeah. Okay, well, I'm reiterating it. <laughs> Chattanooga. I'm being a jerk. I'm being a jerk. Yeah, you are. Uh, no, I'm just. I don't care. Uh, Chattanooga. Blasted Mercer, and I think what was probably the most unexpected score of the weekend, forty-one to twenty-one. And it seems like Chattanooga started the game off with a bang, as they had the opening kickoff turnover, and then after that, they also had multiple other key turnover plays. They had a, pick, a fifty-three-yard pick-six. This seems like this was an ass whooping by the mocks of Chattanooga. Mercer did not come to play. I'm pretty sure I picked Mercer, which I feel like a dunce now picking I'm Mercer. I'm looking at it now. Somebody picked Chattanooga. Somebody picked Mercer. That train's going to keep on rolling. That train's going to keep on rolling. I think it was three for 10. Nonetheless, oh, you stunk it up. Chattanooga, I think we've determined that there is a fat, a fat gap in that conference in who, who oh, the better sure. team is. There's yeah. a huge drop off after Chattanooga. It's like they got grown men on the team. It, 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 that's just what it's like. Uh, they they are not playing around. They're not kidding with you when they step on the field. They're going to go out there. They're going to try to win. They're not going to get too cute with it. They're going to go and, and they're going to say, hey, 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 this is a football game. We're going to play some football. You're not better than us. We're going to win. I don't care that you're immersed. I don't care that you were in Sam Herter's uh, game of the week that Joe copied into, <laughs> our, uh, into our games and made, made a bigger deal out of it than it is. We're Tatanuga. We're going to be in the playoffs again, and then we're going to make another run. They got second round last year, or they get bounced in the first fight by, by Lucky Furman, by Crazy S Furman. Who Chattanooga? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Somebody I was creating. I know, I know. I, second time I've done that to you today. I'll, I'll stop. You're a you were the worst. I'll stop. I, you, I, for a second, I was like getting down on myself. That like, wow, I don't remember that. You're the worst co-host sometimes, man. You're just like, let me ask Joe something that he probably doesn't remember. I realized that I did it. Okay, here's uh, Joe did get <sighs> like with UNH over Elon though, so I'll give you that point. I'm just looking. I just came through it. Dickhead. Elon stinks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Elon, uh, probably one of the more overrated teams. Um, let's actually talk about what was a, the wildest game. Yeah. And, and and it's this is getting underwritten because of the other t- three games we just talked about. Rhode Island, who is still ranked, survived seven overtimes against Monmouth, 48 to 46. Now, I will admit, don't have the full context of those overtimes. That's still nuts, though. 
seven overtimes and and this is like the least talked about game of the weekend from the FCS it feels like because of Dude, all this other crap I I'm happy for them because gun to my head is Rhode Island pulling out a seven overtime victory if any point in my life since being there I'm saying no and they did no. it and they did it and they stuck it to them which good stick it to them forget the non-bias I'm I'm back in. I think I'm back in, Joe. You're back in on Rody. I'm back in, which means was, they're probably going to lose out. Sorry. I was always in on them since the since the beginning of the year. Even though, oh, yeah. Then why didn't you Elon. pick them? Why 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 did you pick Elon versus them? Because I wanted to catch up in FC estimates. We're moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's um, the meanest thing you've ever said about the program. That's the mean that you're cold as ice. I had to do what I had to. They, okay, okay but right. to be to be fair, it's a huge win though. It's a huge win. They have had the tendency to in Rhode Island and in our time there have had the tendency where an important game comes up and we start flat and then we lose by like a score and a half or something yeah, like that. Yep, 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 yep. And they're not, not doing wrong. that anymore. They're not you're doing not that wrong. anymore. They're fighting, they're finishing games, and this is a very different looking Rhode Island very, program. Very I give shut up. I give credit to Coach Flem, who is really growing out the scruff. And I think scruffy Coach Flem is the face of the program. That yes. is the do not shave Coach Flem. If I would if, agree, the, until they have another losing, you can only shave when you go on a losing streak. That you know is coach, the new rule. You know, Coach is uh, has some scruff going. First time the, I've ever seen in my life. Is there an untold bit that we're unaware of? Can you? I don't know. Can you? I said Coach Izzy. I said Coach Izzy. You look twenty years younger with with the with the beard going. Do all of the it coaches have beards? Did all the coaches have beards when you remember, were there? I think Flan. I don't think Flan had a beard. Oh, Flan shaved. I thought he usually has the beard. He normally has the goatee. Oh, I don't we we need to support that. We that we need some playoff yeah. beards going. That's yeah. what we need. In um, that. last game recap, and then we got a fun little tidbit. South Dakota State beats North Dakota forty nine to thirty five. Things got a little hairy there around halftime, but they did not allow the hangover to be set in too much, and they survived against North Dakota. I'm going to keep saying it. This is the team to beat. We need to stop overthinking, overanalyzing. I get it. Sac State's fun, and, the, and they beat Montana, and it's a big win. South Dakota State has the best resume, and they keep looking better and better in these games. I think Bach went down with an injury, though. I don't know yeah, the timetable for great. him to return. Someone will probably comment his full diagnosis as if they were in the sure. uh, in the room on the video. But well, they probably were. <laughs> Uh, but they survived. That's what's important is that they survived this game that I said was going to be a little concerning for South Dakota State. No, and North Dakota State or North Dakota, pardon me, is no slouch. So with that hangover, which a little bit apparent, giving up 35 points with that, though, you still put up 49. It's a big win for South Dakota State to keep rolling. You avoided it now. Avoid it again, because this isn't a sigh of relief. It's treated like a football game that you won. Exactly. Now, the last thing is very exciting, Sean. College Game Day is coming back to an FCS program, and it's headed to an HBCU program, that program specifically being Jackson State. They're going to be at the Jackson State Southern game, which we can all gonna, we can all agree here that that is not a great football game. It's not a very entertaining one. Jackson State's probably going to boat race them, and uh, as you have described and turned me onto this new terminology, Sean, it's a barnyard matchup, <laughs> but Jackson State... <laughs> is very deserving of getting this matchup. And I think that this is probably something that has been in the works for a while to get a game there. And it works perfectly because 
I don't know if you've looked at the lineup of games this weekend, Sean, for college football. The FBS games stink this weekend. Yeah. I'm probably going to be watching these games on autopilot, and I probably will try to find a way to tune into this Jackson State game, assuming they don't end up being dickheads and sticking on ESPN+. Plus. But exciting, really happy for Jackson State that they ended up getting this because from what I've heard, it is a fantastic game day environment. It's good. I always like the bit when game day goes to FCS. It's always fun. It's always good. It's always a, a good little spotlight for the program. And if you're going through it, I know South Dakota State, we're number one ranked. And you're looking at all these other schools, Big Sky. Oh, look how beautiful we are. Those, all these schools. Let's be real. It's Coach Prime. It's Jackson State. This is what the people want to see. They want to see Coach Prime and that 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 electrifying team that he has and he's built on the big stage, bring the fans out. It's going to be a fun, it's going to be fun. Game day is fun. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not a huge, huge deal, but it's a big deal, right? Yeah. It's, it's great for exposure. It's another reason why this program has stepped up and like, I, honestly, like Dion probably isn't even thinking this, but it just even further establishes how he won the whole Eddie Robinson battle <laughs> because like he Eddie Robinson's trying to say like I'm swack like you're you're not ingrained in this but at the same time look at the exposure that he's done for this program look at, yeah they're not coming to Jack I'm sorry to say this but they're not coming to Jackson State if they haven't had this string of success over the past few years in recruiting and also on the field no you're not wrong all right Joe I know you're a little pressed up for it so let me sprint <sighs> through this if you don't mind Sean has 19 people for fat stats it was a big weekend for the FCS a you're lot of people a dickhead I go through every game. Sorry, I'm the only person that ever goes through every game in the FCS. Pardon my thoroughness. Kicking it off, Princeton wide receiver Andre uh, Iovosas. Nine receptions, 176 yards, one touchdown. Colgate quarterback Michael Bracia had a big day. 70 passing yards, 21 rushing yards, 173 yards on the ground, or 21 rushes, 173 yards on the ground, and three rushing touchdowns. NCANT quarterback Jalen Fowler, 19 for 30 through the air, 297 yards, four passing touchdowns, four Joe, four. Oh. Now, URI running back Marcus DeShields, 28 rushes, 161 yards, two touchdowns, three receptions, 95 yards, and a touchdown. What is that? About 250 all scrimmage yards, three total touchdowns. I think he got CAA Offensive Player of the Week. That's what I think. SEMO uh, running back Gino has 17 rushes, 207 yards, three touchdowns. You're rolling your eyes. I'm not even looking at you, but you can't say 200 yards and three touchdowns isn't fat. North Alabama running back Shunderick Powell, 29 rushes, 218 yards, three touchdowns, four catches for 63 receiving yards. Also, Eastern Kentucky had a big day. Quarterback Parker McKinney, 22 for 33, 310 yards, five touchdowns. His man that he was throwing to, Eastern Kentucky wide receiver Cornelius McCoy, uh, seven receptions, 145 yards, three touchdowns. I know you're rolling your eyes. You get three touchdowns, no, and you're I'm making so, it on I'm fat stats. I'm not rolling my eyes. I'm like spaced out trying to figure out where you're even on this list. Keep going, keep going. Kennesaw keep going. quarterback, yeah. Xavier Shepard had a day, 15 for 24, 224 yards, one touchdown. He also had 30 rushes, 125 yards, and a touchdown on the ground as well. Here's a big one. Montana State quarterback Tommy Mellett. 15 for 23 through the air, 140 yards, one passing touchdown, one interception. But he had 32 rushes, 273 rush yards, and three touchdowns. Apparently, that is the second most rushing yards all time for Montana State, according to Roger Fisher. Thank you, Roger. Uh, Dude, 
What a day. He's doing a uh, job for you. Valparaiso uh, running back Aaron Dawson, 31 rushes, 241 yards, two touchdowns. Stephen F. Austin, wide receiver for the fighting uh, Dustin Helton's. Xavier Gibson, 10 catches, 256 yards, two touchdowns. Huge day for him. Incarnate Word quarterback Lindsey Scott, 12 for 14, 302 yards, five touchdowns. Sanford quarterback uh, Michael Hires, Hares, f- 45 Hares. 51. 442 yards, four touchdowns, incredibly efficient there with only six incompletions. ETSU quarterback Tyler Riddell, 25 for 43, 398 yards, five tutties, one pick. South Dakota State Mark, uh, quarterback Mark Ronowski, Joe wanted to scrap this from the list, by the way, 15 for it's 20, okay. 197 yards, three passing touchdowns, six, six rushes for 20 yards, and two rushing touchdowns, over 200 all-purpose yards, and five touchdowns, Joe. I'm sure that's just okay. Youngstown yep. running back Jaleel McLaughlin, 31 rushes, 207 yards, and a tutty. Prairie View A&M, listen to this here. Jaden Stewart. What? That's a great name. 28 rushes, <laughs> 360 yards, five rushing touchdowns. Conley also threw for two touchdowns as well. Seven to- touchdowns between the three. And then uh, UNI running back, Don Williams, 17 rushes, 101 yards, four touchdowns. Was that too painful, Joseph? It's too many. All right. Um, well, pick your winner. Wasn't listening. Um, no, I'm just kidding. It was uh, Xavier Gibson. I, I think that the 256, 10 receptions, two touchdowns. There's a lot of stats on there, but I go with, I, I go with okay. Xavier. Okay, I'll highlight you for that. Was, I am taking. Uh, oh, was Damon out on bye this week? I don't know. I'm taking. Uh, I'm taking. I'm actually taking the the fellows from Prairie View A&M. That is insane. They just they they put on a clinic. So uh, that will be my selection for fat stats. I know it's three, but you know what? They get my fat stat of the week. I know Tommy Mello, whatever. But he had a good day. At Joe DeLeon, at Sanderson Radio. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll be back with more. Drive safe.